Yo, what's good, everyone? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined tonight by Coach Murph, Coach Pace, and Coach Natty T. Uh, so we're going, uh, you know, we touched on a lot of soccer stuff on this show before, and so we have a big Champions League coming up, and so Coach Natty T is going to dive right in and give us a, a, a prediction of who he thinks is going to take it home. So go ahead, Coach Natty T. Yeah, so yeah, Champions League is Saturday, so Real Madrid versus Liverpool. <clears throat> I got Real Madrid winning like three to two. I think they kind of score late. This is what they've been doing the whole tournament. So I'm just predicting they're going to do that. And mainly because their midfield right now is just a bit stronger than Liverpool. So mm -hmm. that's my prediction. Short and sweet. I mean, it's the biggest. It's, I mean, besides the World Cup, I mean, this is the biggest soccer slash football game in the world every single year. So I'll be remiss if I have, if I don't give my prediction on record. <laughs> so when you said that, I, was this head over heart? Cause I know how much you like Salah. So like, was this one of those things like? No, not necessarily. I mean, I like quite a few players on Real Madrid as well, but it's just, not to say that they've played great the entire tournament, but this will be arguably one of the greatest Champions League runs ever mm -hmm. um, because they would have beaten Manchester City, who's, a, you know, they're phenomenal. Um, they beat PSG. Mm -hmm. um, they beat Chelsea, who won the Champions League last year in dramatic fashion. So, you know, when you kind of do that, it just the stars are sort of aligning and, you know, a few of their better players, uh, Kareem Benzema that comes to mind. He's amazing forward. He's yeah. French. The finals was originally supposed to be in St. Petersburg, Russia, but of course with what's going on, they changed it to Paris. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just, it's just, it's just perfect for him. So I think he brings it home this year. And it'll be another title for Real Madrid because they're like basically like in basketball terms, they're basically like the Lakers or the Celtics. Like they have the most European cups slash Champions League cups. They have the most Spanish League cups. I mean, they're just it's royalty. So yeah. I think they're coming back for their crown this year because they haven't won it since Cristiano Ronaldo left. Ah, OK. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they have something to prove that they can win it without them. It, well, in a way, I mean, because again, they're they're Real Madrid. They've won plenty of you know championships before Ronaldo and mm -hmm. while he was there, and you know, obviously afterwards. But um, it's just it's been a few years, so you know they they want to come back for their crown. So yeah, nice, nice. Well, we'll see what happens. And yeah, so we'll see next next week. Uh, give us a kind of your report on what happened yeah definitely yeah i'm expecting it, it should be a really good game though because both teams are you know play pretty offensive style so i don't expect it to be like a conservative game so i'm looking forward to that good good well we got some breaking news um the lakers have hired darvin ham as head coach so just kind of getting some gut reactions uh this was not part of our agenda so Go ahead, Coach. You got some thoughts? Well, no, I mean, I, I'm not shocked at all. Um, I don't think I mentioned it on this show, but I know I mentioned it in our other group chat, Coach JP3, because 
and I think this came out as well, but Coach JP3, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because I predicted this before it came out. Mm-hmm. I said, what the word on the street is, <laughs> I'm pretty sure people know, obviously, um, Jeannie Buss runs the Lakers. She's the owner of the Lakers. Um, and then the Kurt Rambis and Phil Jackson connection. Yes. Basically, Kurt Rambis, and again, you, you all may have, you know, heard it on the news or, you know, in sports outlets, but I was saying this like back in like, like February, March. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She basically leans on them for advice. Right, right. And I knew they were going to fire Frank Vogel. And I said, the next coach that they hire, in my opinion, I thought my um, Mark Jackson was would have been a great choice. Right. But I knew it wasn't going to work because Mark Jackson is, you know, he's his own man. Mm-hmm. And what they're kind of looking for, when I mean they, again, Jeannie, uh, Kurt Rambis, and Phil Jackson, they want a coach, not necessarily that they can control, but you know, Phil, if they're sitting at lunch or at dinner and Phil wants to throw out a suggestion here and there, yeah. they want somebody that's going to just sit there and be like, you know what? Yeah, I'll consider that. That may be a good point. Mm-hmm. Mark yeah. ain't going to do that. They want to influence it a little bit. you know. A here. little bit. A little bit. Um, and I knew they were not going to pick somebody that LeBron, either coming from his camp or whoever it is that always like leak. Oh, LeBron wants Mark Jackson. Oh, because I heard the other uh, today. Oh, LeBron wants uh, Doc Rivers. They weren't going to hire who LeBron wanted. So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I knew that wasn't going to happen. So, I'm not surprised by it. But overall, I mean, at Darvin Ham, I mean, he's well-respected around the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Lakers is a tough job, especially with LeBron being there, because it's kind of like you're already on the clock. Mm-hmm. I don't care what that contract says. Um, so, you know, we'll see who he brings on with his coaching staff to see if he can kind of, you know, figure something out with the roster. Because, again, I don't know if they're going to trade Russ because I don't know if they can. Right. Because I just don't know if you're going to get even – most of the time when you trade a superstar player, you don't get really equal value regardless, but a trade has to have mutual interests. (laughs) So all these trade scenarios I'm hearing, I'm like, that's, that's great for the Lakers, but why would that other team want to help the Lakers like that? Mm -hmm. That's, I don't know. So, you know, we'll see what we can, he can do with this roster, you know, figure it out. But, you know, happy for him. It's another black coach, so I can't can't be mad at that. Yeah. Um, but I wasn't not shocked at it at all. That's my reaction. Coach Pace, what were your thoughts on the matter? Uh, honestly, I have like, did y'all see the little? Well, I sent it to Demars, but did y'all see the little thing when they was talking about the Lakers uh, and Darvin Ham like a week ago when? Uh, Kendrick Perkins and uh, Richard Jefferson just sighed. I was like, here we go again. Uh, y'all didn't see that? That's how I feel. <laughs> that's that's kind of how I feel with the Lakers at this point. Nobody, <laughs> listen. It's like talking about the Cowboys. I, listen, I'm tired. I'm over it. I'm glad they got their coach. Unless they plan on getting like, unless they plan on change, making some front office moves, I don't see nothing changing. Okay. Yeah. 
Nah, that's fair too. That's fair too. I mean, yeah, this is gonna be a tough, tough first by head coaching gig for him. Yeah, that front office got to go before he can actually make some real progress. Yeah, that front office ain't going nowhere. I'm telling you that right now. Then, hey, then we gonna be looking at the same thing repetitively, repetitively over and over. Again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Coach Merv, what are you thinking, man? Richard Jefferson, but I feel more like KG when he saw the finalists for the jobs. Like, you're not getting nowhere with this. Uh, this is the Los Angeles Cowboys. This is, this is what this organization has turned into. And, like, I mean, you know, kudos for him getting the job. I wish the best for him. But, I mean, at this point, This is going to be an end of a well, – it's not like they were on a run anymore, but I don't see any good coming in the foreseeable future for them because, uh, I mean, one, you don't really have any future draft capital, and two, there's just disconnect from players, front office, and coaches. Brian wants something. Y'all want something different, and then y'all just – basically show each other that y'all don't care what each other wants. Like, oh, we want Buddy Hill. Well, I want rest. Fine. We'll give you that. I want Ty Lue. Uh, now we're going to get Frank Vogel. Oh, I want, you know, Mark Jackson or Doc Rivers. Uh, we'll get you Darvin Ham. Like, they're just clearly saying, like, we're, we're just putting up with each other until Bronny comes into the league. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they miss the playoffs again. They'll probably be like a play-in team. At best, but you know. To piggyback on that too, before you go, Joe Coach JP3, um, I do think it'll be interesting to see what happens next offseason because I do think they're somewhat taking like this strategy of, and again, this is contingent on if they keep Russ, but LeBron's basically on a one year deal, essentially. Um, Russ is on his last year of his deal. You still have AD, but I'm wondering if they're just like, you know what? We got LeBron here. We got AD here. We won our one championship. We'll play it out next year, and then we'll have, you know, two max slots that we can offer somebody next offseason. And as much as the Lakers are dysfunctional, it's the Lakers, man, and it's Los Angeles. Players... Players love going to L.A., man. They've done it before. I mean, they did it with LeBron and A.D., even though it was dysfunctional, but they still got a championship out of it. So I'm wondering if, like, they're just like, all right, let's just play it out, and we're just going to just go after somebody else, you know, in two years with our two max spots and be like, hey, man, we're the Lakers, L.A., Sunshine. It is what it is, so. Yeah, I mean – I'm, I'm with you on that. I think they're thinking long term because I think they have to, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you look at LeBron's career and what happens when he leaves, what happens to those teams. And because the eggs, like the coach has been put in there for LeBron, the players have been put in there, LeBron, and then once he goes, it they plummet, right? And so it doesn't work. And so then they have to rebuild again. And so they're like, well, 
as good as LeBron is and as much as we like him, we're going to do things our way. And so we're going to set ourselves up for, you know, 2024, 2020, you know, like just kind of thinking about thinking ahead like that. So I agree. I agree with you on that because they don't want to be left holding the bag, so to speak, um, in the, in the relationship, because I think if you look at it, you could point at all of LeBron stops that's happened to them. Yeah. Um, so they, they were like, okay, we, we got a championship out of it and we're just going to continue to build. I do think they're going to keep Russ another year and then probably try to shop him around after next year. Um, but yeah. Well, he, well, he would be like a free agent. They would, he wouldn't be under contract right. at the end of next year. So they right. wouldn't necessarily even have to trade him. So I think that's incentive within itself. Yeah. So it's like, man, let's just hang on one more year and, and we'll, you know, we'll put up with whatever happens. Yeah. Because yeah. they know people are going to keep talking about them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the Lakers. It's the, you know, Los Angeles Cowboys, as they said. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, you know, you know, it's going to be a, a hot destination for, for whatever happens. And so I'm wondering, the thing that I'm not sure about yet is Darvin Ham, their long-term solution in their minds. Are they waiting it out to try to get a, a bigger fish and just having him fill in in the meantime? Uh, so it appears to me that he's probably just going to be a bridge coach. But I think they wanted to send a message that, hey, we're going to build the way we want to build. Um, and no player or players are going to hold us hostage in that effort. Yeah, I think it depends on how he plays it. If he can, you know, because it's all about ingratiating yourself with upper management and you know if he makes a really good impression on them they they could keep him long longer than that be like you know what we really like this guy or it could be yeah (laughs) like it's like i tell you if it was mark jackson the the slight chance that it it was going to be him yeah that was bridge yes (laughs) that was bridge it's a very short bridge too yes and i i don't know if it's um you know, we talk about an NFL a lot when they hire head coaches, how it's a copycat league. And oh, yeah, so you have the young, uh, so in the, in the NFL, you have the young, white, offensive minded head coach. And so you look at, you know, um, Udoka, look at Willie Green, you know, you look at folks like that. It's like, man, these guys have had some success very quickly in their tenure with the teams. You know, you know, Darvin's a former player, he's been on some some good sidelines as an assistant coach let's see you know we he's already here you know let's just see let's just see what happens and if if not you know if it if it bombs then we wipe our hands clean and we go with you know a longer term plan and like you said if he if he works then cool we'll keep him around and build around it yeah so i think maybe there's some of that in the back of their mind that uh, this formula has worked for other teams. It's a popular move right now. So I'm even Jason Kidd, you know, even though he had a job beforehand and then went back to assistant, then went back to head coach. I mean, look at the, the Mavericks made it to the conference finals. So, yeah. No, but I mean, he's a former player. So that's kind of the trend. Yeah. Yeah. Chauncey Billups is another one. Oh. He hasn't had quite the success yet because of the roster issues, but people like him people seem to like him there in portland mm-hmm. yeah we'll see best wishes to to, to darvin and we'll... <laughs> good luck with that one bro. Boy, brother. 
<laughs> Good luck with that one, bro. Man. Yeah, man. That's a tough job right there. It is. Yeah, it is. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy, honestly. Yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> Uh, well, one of the things we want to do as the play- playoffs have progressed, you know, people have been making names for themselves. And so now we're kind of taking a step back and say, all right, we've had some some good narratives. We have some great performances. Who are our top five NBA players right now in the league? So asking us as of today, um, who are our top five? And Coach Murph, this was your topic. If you want to go ahead and get us started, who are your top five? Yeah, I mean, it, we've been seeing a lot of uh, people make a name for themselves during this past a couple seasons, and especially in this playoffs. Um, and you're starting to feel, as we discussed multiple times, that changeover and, you know, the the new, young, and up-and-coming stars. So I, you know, don't know about everyone else, but I put mine in order. Um, number five was kind of hard to – come up with I've been battling up with this up to this point I decided to give number five to Steph Curry because of I mean still the greatest shooter will always be uh, to our eyes so far um, lethal uh, you know great team player he has the accolades the championships the MVPs um, and I mean, you can say that his numbers and impact on the game hasn't really dwindled at all. Uh, His only biggest things were a playoff performance and injuries uh, that, you know, held him back. Well, these past couple of years, there's been injuries to Golden State in general. So I gave that to him. Uh, Number four, I gave to LeBron James, Uh, you know, dominant force but you can see that the age kind of ticking he gets more uh well he gets injured more frequently but um he just does a lot more in his game his defense of course took a step back rightfully so at his age uh but you can see that he still has that uh you know ability to carry a team and he still has the highest iq in the league um one of the the greatest passer in the league. So um, I gave that to him. And then the number three, we, we seen it coming mm. for, for the past couple of years. He ran into the Clippers a couple of years. I gave it to Luka Doncic. Mm. I mean, he went one of – I mean, we saw his potential, but he the past couple of years – especially like during the regular season, but in the playoffs, you run into Paul George and, and um, Kawhi back-to-back years, but still give them performances like for the ages. Uh, and then this uh, playoff run, I believe he averaged like 39, 12, and 6 or something like that. And it was li- literally – helm and nothing else <laughs> so um i'm excited to to see where his career goes from here um you know that he's an interesting guy because i don't really know how you build around him like i i really don't know what he needs like you would think that okay you just need to put shooters around him but 
I don't know. I think he needs a little bit more than that. So, uh, but all in all, he's one of those players. You got him, you're guaranteed a playoff spot. Number two, I gave it to the back-to-back MVP, Nikola Jokic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think he proved a lot uh, this year, not having, you know, him uh, or Michael Porter Jr. not having Jamal Murray. And he showed in the past years that how dominant of a force he does. He does it on both ends. Um, he's just a, I mean, a, a point center pretty much. Uh, he can pass, uh, score, like I said, defend. Um, so I got him at number two. And number one, I feel like is going to be everyone's number one, Kevin Durant. No, I'm joking. I was going to say, no. <laughs> no, I, I gave it to, to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, he's, he's just the most dominant player in the league. I mean, he's a great player. He's And even with all the scrutiny he's got through the past years, of like, oh, well, all you have to do is build a wall. He constantly progresses and get better and better every year. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you just you just can't argue with that. Like, he he's probably, I mean, I would put him as even the best two-way player in the league. So, I mean, I don't even think it's much of an argument. And then especially with the run he did, without Chris Middleton, because they're just like, oh, well, he doesn't have his closer, um, you know, and he put up a, a dog fight against the Celtics, and we all know, and we talked about how deep of a team they are, and also we know that, that Udoka is a better coach than Bootenhoser, so, uh, like, he's cars all stacked against them. He put up a, a Durant times two run what he did what Durant did last year that's basically what Giannis did times two so um yeah he th- those are my top five in the league today okay all right Interesting. not a bad list I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that coach Pace I have a feeling your list may be a little different who you got nah it's pretty I mean the only thing that really changed was five so I got Giannis at one mm-hmm. Um, Joker at two, Brian at three, Luca at four, and then uh, KD at five. But five is really a toss-up because I was in between KD, Joel, and, you know, Steph. But I think – I just put KD there because it's KD. Uh, I didn't really – five is just like, huh. You could you could have so many people that's interchangeable in that spot. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, so yeah, Giannis, Joker, LeBron, Luca, KD. Okay. Yeah, five, five was tough. I because those three guys you mentioned, those were the three I was battling to put into five too. But I I gave it to Steph because, well, just Durant this year compared to Steph this year, uh, or well, I guess what Durant has done since he left Golden State. Um, and then Embiid, I feel like we've seen the dominance of him just these past two years because all the other years it's like he gets 
the the injury bug at the most inopportune time. So I felt like out of all three of them, Steph was just the most consistent. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Good stuff. Coach Natty T. Yeah, so my list right now, and then I the way I viewed it was, you know, projecting, you know, in the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine's not necessarily in order, but I have Giannis, Embiid, Luka, Jokic, and Steph. That's what I have in my top five right now. Um, honorable, I'll go honorable mention. I'll give you five more names. I'll give you my ten, my ten list, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, KD, LeBron, Kawhi, Dame, and <sighs> I put Jason Tatum in there. Ooh, as a ten. As a top 10, because as much as he's been, like, hot and cold during games, I mean, listen, man, this playoff run has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, head-to-head, because, I mean, he outplayed KD head-to-head. Him and Giannis went back and forth. I think they're going to end up in the finals. Um, so Negative. that's why I put him at – so that's why for me I, I he snuck in there to my 10 not well not even say stuck in but I, that's what I have at my 10 and then really the reason I don't have like LeBron in my top five right now just because you know I think father time's coming a little bit and I don't think he can at this age because he's going to be what he's going to be 38 in December mm-hmm I just don't know. Again, still still good. He's still going to have his spots. He's going to have his nights where it's like, damn, that's LeBron. But like the LeBron that we knew, like every game can control the game, you know, 60 wins just by him rolling out of bed type of thing. Mm-hmm. That's why it kind of knocks him out of that top five for me. Um, and then KD... You know, Katie's I, – I, I joke about Katie all the time, but for me it's kind of to what Coach Murph said. I need to see – since he's left Golden State, only thing he's done is almost beat the Bucks. He got to pick the All-Star game twice. And this <laughs> year he was second-team All-NBA. Yeah. But that's all he's done. Yeah. Like, I see the scales, and he's no spring chicken either. He's about to be 34. So, like, bruh, <laughs> like, if y'all yeah, y'all need to figure something out, because this this that might be first round, second round exit for the rest of your career. You mm-hmm. ain't careful. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, so my top five, kind of what you guys said about stuff. I just think he's he's earned it, especially kind of being knocked off the mountain, mainly due to injury and the Warriors for them to climb back up to get back to the finals. Yeah. <laughs> Got to give you credit. Luca, this was his coming out party. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we already talked about Giannis. I agree with Embiid the past the past couple of years. And then Jokic again. I mean, he's, he's back-to-back MVPs. I know this one, this MVP was somewhat controversial. Mm-hmm. I had my issues with it. Not necessarily with him as a player, just the voting part of it, but Listen, I mean, you went back-to-back MVPs. Your two best players were out, still made the playoffs. I know they got 
beat by Golden State, but there's really no shame in that. Yeah. So he's in my top five. So I got four international guys in my top five. Yeah. <laughs> and and you know what? So do I. Uh <laughs> no, I mean, because and before you go, because I felt like you had to put Giannis Embiid and Jokic in there because they were the three finals for MVP. So like that. They're telling you that's the three best players right now. Mm-hmm. So, like, you had to put those three in there. And then, really, Luca, and then, you know, you're fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, this, this list, when, when Coach Murph brought this up in the group, I was like, oh, this is about to be easy. It's about to be a breeze. And then I start filling it out. I'm like, um, I, especially after one and two, one and two were really easy for me. I was like, all right, yeah, Giannis and Joker. I mean, those guys have been doing it for the last couple of years. They've done it this year. And I could see them doing it for a couple more years to come, you know. Mm-hmm. So I think those two have solidified themselves. And but then after that, it gets a little lower because I wasn't sure where to put LeBron because I don't want to get caught on caught up in his career history to influence like who I think is best today. And I thought about it and I'm like, okay, do I trust LeBron more than Embiid? Hmm. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I do. Do I trust LeBron more than Luca? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. I know he can't turn it on, like you said, every game. He doesn't have the ability to do that. But, man, like, when he's like, all right, I got this. Like, it's there's nothing you can do about it. And what I, what I think, the reason why I had to put LeBron in there, and I, I have him at number three because – what Luca has yet to learn is being able to take over the game in different ways. What LeBron does so well is that he, he can get everybody else going and he could take over the game just by him distributing the basketball. Now Luke is getting better at distributing the basketball, but I still think he dribbles too much and he dribbles too much. He takes fadeaway threes. He complains to the, to the refs and doesn't get back on defense. So it's hard for me to put him over LeBron when LeBron at at, eight, at his advanced age is still better on defense than Luka Doncic is. Do you think you put LeBron on that Mavericks team? Do you think they even make it to the Western Conference Finals? Um, nope. They beat Utah for sure. Did they beat the Suns? That's the question mark. I don't know if they beat the Suns. I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Because we said we seen LeBron go for 50 multiple times this year. Yeah, but that was like that was like, you know, a few days, three days rest in between. True. That's also <laughs> his legs won't hold up. His legs won't and, and we we already saw him lose to the Suns with AD, and Luca got nothing close to an AD. <laughs> One match. I'm, la- I'm laughing because I was right where you were, James, mm-hmm. and then I had to ask myself that question. So if I put LeBron, and it's even it's a question I hate doing because it's so hypothetical, but I had to like, okay, let me put LeBron on the Mavs right now. 
at this point right now, he can't do what Luca did in this playoff run. He can't do it. Not that he's not capable, not that he doesn't have the skill set, but his body won't let him do it. Yeah. I, so I, I had to knock him. That's why I had to knock him down into the, the bottom half of the top of the, mm, the top ten. Okay. <laughs> I, now, that, now that I see that I'm like that's, yeah. that definitely favors Luca, uh, a younger body that can go every other night and and get you you know 30, 40 points. Yeah, uh, LeBron is not able to do that anymore. Um, okay, so but I'll stick with it since that's what I came in with. No, that. no, that's your list. That's your I list. Have LeBron third, then I have Luca right after that. Um, Embiid. I struggled with him too. I know he does. I figure he deserves to be in there because he's been a pretty much runner up for MVP the last two years and arguably should have got it this year. Um, where I struggle sometimes is I don't know where his head is all the time. And I, I don't want to make a And he's had some, he has his injury stuff too, but he's also had some really interesting teammates. Right, that it's like if you just give him one like formidable number two, because I think in the media is, and I heard this today, was that they were like, well, MB, you know, we need to chill out on MB because he couldn't even beat Trey Young in the Hawks, talk, you know, talking about last year. And I'm like, but his number two couldn't even shoot the basketball. <laughs> his number two said he needed to get mental health you know, sessions because he can't shoot the basketball. His number two sat on the bench the entire time and went and refused to, to go into the game when Doc Rivers wanted to go into practice and then sat on the bench again when he got to Brooklyn talking about his back is bothering him. That now, was his teammate? Now, wait a minute now because y'all, y'all be on KD behind about every little thing. Granted, he had the same – Kyrie ain't want to play because he ain't want to get vaccinated. Ain't nobody making no excuses for KD. Y'all said KD got to get it done. Point blank, period. Mm -hmm. So we got us hold Joel Embiid as MVP runner-up to the same standard. Ain't no – don't give me all that, man. So, you can't pick, pick a choice. Right. You got to hold everybody to the same standard. This is where I differentiate the two of them is because – KD individually came up small in those games. It's one thing if you ball out and lose, which is why I didn't, you know, I don't hold anything against him when he lost to the Bucks last season because he balled out. He got his numbers. It's just his teammates didn't, you know, he didn't get enough support. But this year? Well, Kyrie wasn't doing nothing. What's the, what's the, what's the, what's the, Kyrie wasn't and doing And that's why nothing. he didn't know where close on my list because Kyrie <laughs> – Kyrie was out there passing the ball and just running around. He wasn't doing nothing. Well, I think the other caveat with KD is too, and this is this is my thing with KD. Because you willingly chose to leave Gold State, the team that just made it back to the finals, to play with your boy Kyrie. You know, he's your best friend. You already know that this man flaked on LeBron. Mm-hmm. So we, we can't be surprised now. James Harden. Yeah, he quit on the Nets. But y'all convince him to quit on Houston so he can come join y'all. We can't be that surprised that he quit on you too. Yeah. And then again, K 
KD was the one out here calling out the New York City mayor to let Kyrie play because you know we we want to let Kyrie play because that's that's all we need to get to the championship, right? And that they came out of your mouth, KD. They couldn't even win a game. So I mean, you, that's for me. That's the difference because Joel, like, he's kind of at the Philly mercy because he's just like. He's not necessarily picking the team. He hasn't got that sort of privileges yet. KD, you have, and it's failed. Yeah, because that's and that's why I talk about LeBron the way I do because he, yeah, he picked the whole squad, the team too. So if it goes wrong, it's on him. And yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why going back to the Darvin Ham hire, why they're like, no, we want to make sure we take control of this back. You've had your turn to make this help make decisions. It didn't work out. So now we're going to do what we're paid to do. You know, and it's fair because I mean, LeBron has earned that right. And as KD, he's earned that right too. Mm-hmm. So I'm not necessarily mad at him for, for leaving it, leaving the Golden State. That he had, he earned that right. But if you're going to leave Golden State to choose another, you know, group of players to play with, and this is the result. Hmm. Nah, bro. It doesn't look good. <laughs> it don't look good. <laughs> and I, but before the show started, I had KD as number five. That's how much I respect him because wow. I think at any given moment, he can be the best player in the league on the floor, no matter who he's playing. And then I, I had to think about it like, well, last three years, like what really has he, has he done? That resume, if I put, if I take a three-year resume and I project maybe another two-year resume, so we're going five years here, three years in the past, two years in the future, how does that match up to what these other guys are doing? And I was like, well, I can't, I can't judge KD based on what he did Golden State all that time ago. Um, so that th- that's what made this list so hard for me. But I have, I did have Embiid rounding out the top five. Um, I had KD and Steph kind of like right behind them because I do respect KD so much. And and Steph is Steph is Steph. So um yeah, th- th- this was this was definitely, definitely hard for me. Where's uh where's John Morant on your honorable mention list? Because he's just outside of my top 10. I think he's ascending into it, but he's not there yet. Yeah, I as far as like my top five favorite. John's mm-hmm. definitely going. Oh, in. absolutely! Oh, yeah, five. for sure. Yeah, favorite player. Yeah, skill wise, he has a he has a lot to learn. As good as he is, he is. I I need him to be less volatile in the air sometimes, um, because he depends on that a little bit too much. If he get if he can um, gravitate more towards a, a, a midi, like a nice mid range jumper when he drives, keeping the defense where they can't just stack around the basket. Uh, because that's going to eventually take a toll on his body. Uh, I like to see him actually gain a little bit more weight, too. If he's going to play that way, I like to, for him to have a little bit uh, more strength to him. Uh, and, and sometimes his decision-making could be a little questionable, but um, that's he's he's my, fate, one of, like, my favorite player right now. Like, it's John Morant. That's my, like, I, I, I just think he's dope. I didn't say he's the best player right now, but he's my favorite. He's my favorite. So, yeah, I don't know where I'll put him. I will have to sit down and see where I put him on my list because 
if I ain't even near my top ten. Now it will just literally be. <laughs> it it will literally just be wrapped into how much I like watching him play versus yes. where he really yes. stands and my and my standing. Yes, I ain't even near my top ten. Hold on. No, gotta, honestly, some... that's no, that's fair. That's totally fair because I think you know, kind of piggyback on what you said, Coach Murph, before you went on your list. You know, it's kind of this. This season and this playoffs has been kind of a semi-changing of the guard, if you will. Like, I know the Warriors are in the finals, and that's kind of like, you know, same old story there. But, you know, no LeBron. KD was out early. You know, obviously Kawhi was hurt. You know, kind of like that, you know, mid-2000s, you know, the 2010-2011 NBA players that we knew it's kind of a changing of the guard a little bit. So it's interesting. And I think, you know, Ja, Luca, Jason Tatum, um, you know, Trey Young. I think the thing is for them is can we continue to see that ascension upwards? Yeah. And not like this plateau. Cause like you said with John Moran, I mean, he has a lot of things to work on in his game and, and coach page. I think it's fair if he's not even anywhere near your top 10. I think that's totally fair. Cause really, it means this third year in the league. So he still has a lot that he needs to prove. And again, with the Grizzlies next year, they need to be the number two, number one seed in the West. They need to be minimum second round in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Luca, like I expect you to come into the season in shape this time. Yes. And I mean, depend. I mean, obviously, it kind of depends on what the Mavericks do front office wise. But I expect you to be in the Western Conference Finals next year, and you probably should be in the finals because you need to be making that ascension. I don't want to see a drop off. Yeah. So I think that, and then Jason Tatum, I don't want to see forty points one game and then ten points the next game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not asking you to score forty every game, but I I need a more consistent like superstar output out of you. So I think that's the thing with those guys. Yeah, they're coming. They're kind of like in the ballpark. But can you continue to go on that pace? And that's what KD, that's what LeBron, that's what those guys have done for years. And they're, you know, they're older now. So it's a little bit difficult. But yeah, these new guys, that's that's what's going to be expected. Like, this is, yeah, great. Yeah, great job. Yeah. Nice job this year. But that, that, that don't matter. Like, we need yeah. to see the ascension now. We need to see it. I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, I'm gonna just name the guys he has to compete. I'm not okay. even gonna go in order. No, it's fair. Paul George. Mm-hmm. Okay. Zion, if he gets healthy. Okay. Nah, 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 nah. Well, no, I think Zion. Zion. No, I say I'm projecting. I'm projecting. Oh, nah. okay. he, I'm projecting. He's another one. He. I'm projecting he, that he's gonna be fat again. That's he need to I'm keep the fork out of his mouth. Listen, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm projecting. Because <laughs> listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. Zion is different mm-hmm. okay ad if he's healthy okay. name Kawhi. yep um i don't even have him in my top five but i mean we can all agree steph mm-hmm. kyrie book kyrie what you i'm saying kyrie. like guys he has to compete with like before we even get to the top 10 mm-hmm. like these are all guys you can throw in like in that range before I see what you're saying. Uh, okay. Ja. Yeah. But are you, Definitely are you on skill set, for sure. Are you going off of, like, future progression, or are you talking about – No, I'm saying this is why you can't put him in the top ten 
Oh, in remote oh, yeah. close. Oh, yeah. hmm. And then you have book. I didn't even mention Embiid. Yeah. Tate, uh, Jimmy Butler. And that's just off the top of my head. No. That's that's a fair assessment. I, I'm not mad at that. And if he wasn't soft, I would throw Cat in there, but I ain't gonna I ain't gonna get Coach Murph started. Yeah, man. <laughs> skill set, I'm skill set, I'm gonna say Cat is like up right, there, he don't but mentality. Mm. 50. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, yeah, I I would have well, that's Jaw, totally fair. I would have Jaw top 20. I think he could be, I think he could crack the top 20 um, on, on, on like the best players in, in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why it's projecting and especially like, but yeah, he needs a bigger body of work to enter a true top 10 list because honestly, um, Anthony Edwards showed us a lot too in that round and he wasn't back. Like he, every time Jai came out, came at him and went right back mm-hmm. and took over a lot that of those games. Ain't going to be a problem. He's going to be a problem. So like Jai has to compete just with some of his like young, young peers too. Not to mention the folks that Coach Pace mentioned, uh, and then our, the folks that we all agree are like top five, top seven. So he has, he has a ways to go. But man, yeah. but remember he's he's twenty two. Yeah. Yes. Lucas twenty three. Yeah. Jason Tatum's twenty four. Yeah. I Zion mean, the fact about to be twenty two. I hope he can but... get that fork out of his mouth. <laughs> I hope he gets. I really it. hope he can get that fork out. I his hope. Mouth. Yeah, I hope so. But I mean, but these guys are. I mean. I think it's is when you really take a step back. I mean, the fact that we're even mentioning you in that group, yeah, and you're 22. Yes, I mean, hey, how old is Book? He's what 25. Yeah, he's a little bit older than the other ones. Just okay. No, but I mean, hey, 25 is not old. Yeah, I'm about to say AD is only 27, and he acts like he's 57. Well, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Like AD is really relatively young. If you really, yeah, he's been in the league for like damn near a decade. That's what's so sad about his injury because it's like you know, as you get older, you don't get healthier. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like even when you're young, like you can't stay healthy. Like that is a problem, dude. Man, I I think one of the takeaways that we can agree on is the NBA is in pretty good hands, man. No, it's, absolutely. We got they a lot. Need to figure these playoffs out though. I ain't gonna lie to you. They do need to figure these playoffs out because the blowouts been killing me. Like it's not been no close games. It's it, hard to watch. And I think that's a product of the style of basketball that's being played right now. If people jacking up like at least thirty, about thirty threes a game, you know, somewhere between eighteen and thirty threes, where we're seeing records being matched and broken as far as made three pointers in the game, attempted three pointers in the game. It sometimes it's like you know, there's other ways to score the basketball, right? And so if you are, if you're off, if your team is off from the, the perimeter and you just keep shooting and shooting and shooting them, you're going to get blown out. You're going to get yeah. blown out. Um, did, you hear, did you hear how many shots Miami had the other night? How many? They had 94 shots and only made 30. Eesh. Man. DeMar, she on mute. That's bad. That's, that's I, I said I said thirty nine, but I thought you were just going to mention the threes they took. Oh no, I think they made. They were. It was in between. It wasn't no more than forty. I tell you that they mm. shot like 31, 31 percent from the field, mm. off of ninety four shots. They had twenty more shots at least in Boston. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that ain't good. That's because, bro, these refs. I mean, we could just go right into these playoffs. Yeah, go ahead. Go refs ahead. for this Boston-Miami series on some BS since game four. Like, game four, you got – uh, I believe the difference was like 25 to 15 uh, and like 25 foul calls for Boston and 15 for Miami. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then during game five, I'm watching Miami be called for fouls and then literally a play or two later seeing Boston do the exact same thing and the refs don't say nothing. Mm. And I'm over here like this is looking very agenda-esque. Whereas just like, because how I mentioned uh, on the last pod that Miami being in the finals is the less sexiest team compared to the Mavs and Boston and uh, the Warriors. So I was like, I feel like they're just trying to get them out of here with these calls. Like, granted, they have been shooting poorly, but the foul calls is not helping. Just like how at the beginning of this game six, literally Tatum get taken to the three the free throw line because he crossed up PJ Tucker and then he goes up in the air and just because PJ is in the act of falling Tatum's leg hits his and they call a foul and I'm like he's on the ground <laughs> like he literally has no control but you call a foul for that so I'm like y'all doing everything in y'all's power to get um but I still got heat in seven he hanging uh, on you are a loyal Jimmy. Hey, he's a Miami Heat fan, man. That's what you're supposed to. Well, well, but I, but I don't. I'm not like one of those fans. I really do believe they can do it. Just like if they, I didn't think they could. Like if they had to play Milwaukee, I honestly don't think they would have made it past them. Um, but I really think they can beat this team just based off of their experience uh, and veteran leadership. Um, then granted, when I mentioned it, I didn't expect, you know, the past two games for, well, one, they went like 0 for 14 before making their first basket or Jimmy Butler to have back-to-back, like, lackluster games. Um, but we'll see if they go home tonight. Well, they'll be going home regardless when or lose. So, um, but they're, they're looking pretty good right now. Yeah. Let me let me ask you a question as a Miami Heat fan. Uh oh. So, I was disappointed in Jimmy Butler in game four. Here's why. Not necessarily because he played bad, although it was bad. I just felt like your knee is not right, dude. And if or not if, but his knee is bothering him to the point where he had eight points in a game. You should not be playing. And I think his, I guess, it, obviously his DNA is being tough and, you know, paying, playing through injuries and all those sorts of things. But I'm like, bro, at, at this point, it's the Eastern Conference Finals. You got to be a bit smarter than that. I mean, because you're already up 2-1. You have home court. Like, just do not play that game and then save your energy, save the the rest on your knee for game five at home. So I was was a little disappointed to see him, like, trying to, no, I'm going to tough it out. Like, dude, that that, that, 
if you're trying to win the cha- if you're trying to get to the finals like that that whole mentality is not going to work like you got to be smarter here yeah what, what, do you, what are your on, thoughts on that i put that on hillman and eric spolster like i understand you want to play but in game four with y'all being blown out in the first quarter i'm sitting you you're not helping it like you can go ahead and play <laughs> it, it's literally just like cp3 last year um in the western conference finals where he was just like hey if i'm not playing good you can pull me it should have been one of those things like jimmy you're literally just out on the court you're done and you know this will give us a better chance to win game five because you'll get another you know two days of rest so i i didn't like the the fact that he played as much as he did um put the same with lowry too Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'll not saying Kyle Lowry is a great player, but I'm like zero points. <laughs> Listen, I'll take Kyle Lowry off your hands. Don't even worry about it. Hey, yeah, Kyle is—he disgusts me. I just—he focuses too much on trying to get charge calls, and I'm just like, just play he's the a try game. Hard. Yeah, no, he, but he has that. But he has like the whole hamstring thing too. It's like, bro, zero points. Like you, nah. That don't mean nothing. He's just even more useless than what he was. <laughs> <laughs> It's like thank you for trying. I appreciate you going out, you know, but nah, like you you need to nah. It's an I can't trust the team with Kyle Lowry on it unless Kawhi Leonard Kawhi Leonard is there to offset. <laughs> but like, bruh. I Jimmy's playing great tonight. The team yeah. is playing playing well. So uh, six and five right now. First half. Hey, don't worry, my uh Joel about to be in Miami next year. Keep playing. Ooh. But we'll see. I mean, he already said they needed another. <laughs> they need another star. Mm. But, I mean, uh, he been on Twitter talking real spicy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, he he let him in and Jimmy is close. He ain't want him to go. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I don't know how how that'll work out if that were to happen. So and then that especially is he really going to pass up on that supermax? That's hey, another thing. Him on that South Beach. So it, it depends on what he he cares about most is winning or, you know, his money. As for the the other series, it's unfortunate for the Mavs um, that nobody wanted to show up with Luca. But also, I'm kind of I'm kind of worn out on the the Warriors to the finals talking. Everybody talking about how great they are and i'm just like if y'all really look at it i'm like y'all know they literally had the (laughs) least impressive run to the finals out of everybody in the league you play the joker and company Mm -hmm. and you go on and face memphis who had y'all's back against the wall but then y'all suspend dylan brooks for two games and john misses the last three and then you play the Mavs and company, but everybody's like, oh, you see this run? They're going on the Warriors. They're back to their old selves. Who have they played? That's fair. That's I, told, fair. I told you, Jay. I said it. You did. <laughs> I was like, so let the Warriors I'm, get back in the finals and win this year. Here go, it's going to come right back. So that's why, I mean, and for the longest, I mean, before the playoffs even started, I said, whoever come out the East, Will win the championship because I just feel like whoever out west is just they're just not going to be good enough. I feel as though that either whether it's the Heat or the Celtics facing the Warriors, 
that you know all that death lined up Jordan Poole and that all that is over with all of that is over it because Steph and Clay having two three bad games a series and thinking they're going to ramp back up in the second half and you know come back and win and overcome these big deficits that's not happening <laughs> do you think Miami even if they somehow could you know piece together and you know tape themselves up together the rest of the series but still could still be the golden state a hundred percent absolutely because the way i look at it is this they they have to so they you know against the mavs they put andrew wiggins on on luca and then in the back end they put uh you know they put draymond green on them you cannot put Andrew Wiggins on Jimmy Butler. You literally just can't do that. And then I feel like th- that series will be a big series for Bam because now he's like, okay, I'm done working against – well, I guess Kevin Looney will get uh, a lot of play in the finals. But you can't – like, if he gets matched up with Draymond, he's like, okay, well, you know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not w- working against uh, – Robert Williams or an Embiid or a Clint Capella anymore. It's a guy that's around my size that I can actually work with. Um, you know, Kyle Lowry, I mean, he won a champ against the Warriors and Steph was was healthy. I feel as though that there, there's so many ups and downs. I feel like that would be a series where you have to play Duncan Robinson. Uh, and, like, let, let's not get it twisted. Miami hasn't been looking good from three, but they were one of the better and I think the best three-point shooting team in the league this year. So. Hey, you got some faith, boy. Uh, man, you, I like Miami, because, but. Well, ugh. I'm just – because what I'm saying is, I'm just strictly going off of competition. Everybody's hyping up the Warriors, and they literally <laughs> did nothing. They did nothing in the playoffs. Let, let Clay go two for 12 against Miami. Let Steph go one for eight <laughs> against Miami. Like, I, I... You said the same about Boston, too. Yeah, yeah, I... Okay, Coach Pace, I know you I know you gotta get it off your chest. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead, say what you gotta say, man. I told you, man. I don't trust nobody with Kyle Lowry on the roster, bro. <laughs> Who is he guarding? Uh, hey, he has 10 points in the first half. He's doing Does good. Ka- is Kawhi coming back? Is Kawhi playing for Miami now? <laughs> is Kawhi and Jimmy Butler making a tandem? Because that is literally the only thing that is going to save Miami. Let the people you talk talk to uh, Jimmy Butler is better than Kawhi. Who? I remember you texted us that in the group chat. You was like, hey, why are these people over here arguing who's Man, better Man, y'all than not even. Kawhi? They was really, they, hey, I went and worked out for an hour. I kid you not. I went and worked out for an hour. They were talking. I come back downstairs. They're still debating it. I was like, what? Huh? <laughs> so it, they were like, saying Jimmy Butler is better than Kawhi Leonard. Dude yeah. really tried to dude really tried to justify with stats and was like, hey, listen, look at the stats. They're which they are somewhat identical. I'm not gonna lie to you. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, so we just taking are we excluding postseason? Are we okay? Like, are we excluding that? Like Jimmy had 
Like, do we do we understand who Kawhi Leonard is? Nah, when I mean when Coach Pace hit us with that in the group chat, I just because of course that's going to make its way to me because I'm the Jimmy Butler fan. But like I said, I'm an objective fan. I'm not I'm not a biased fan. And I was just like, well, one, Kawhi is a way better scorer than Jimmy is. Mm-hmm. Two, he's a way better defender than Jimmy is. Mm-hmm. Three, they play head to head and Jimmy lost. <laughs> it's, it's literally that it's literally that something. that's three strikes uh, right there yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm gonna love jimmy butler to death but like nah i was like i can't that's a dip that's a hill i can't die on i can't <laughs> hey your boy balling in the first half though he got 21 nine and six hey i'm i'm watching it right here got that knee injection man that the yeah. he knew is because I knew because another thing that was annoying me with the media is that after the Warriors won, everybody's basically talking about, oh, so who you think gonna gonna be uh win the finals? The the Warriors or the Celtics, just basically acting like the Celtics already won the Eastern Conference final. Yeah. And I'm just like, and then even every single game throughout the series before game one, everybody was picking Boston. Then after that, win or lose. Everybody's like, well, I think Boston's going to get this game. Oh, I think Boston's going to get this game. So I'm over here thinking like, okay, backs against the wall. Warriors win. They're basically writing you off. Draymond over here saying, yeah, I think we're going to play Boston. Hmm. On national television, I'm thinking they're looking at that and be like, oh, I'll see you later. Well, that's oh. that's they, I don't because I, I heard it too. But I was like, you know, the, the, the media, that's just a setup because they can be like, Again, if Boston wins, it's, oh, yeah, they were supposed to win. And then if Miami wins, you know, because tomorrow's, you know, Saturday, Sports Center needs some, you know, some eyeballs. Oh, this was so shocking. Uh, oh, my God. Miami went in there and beat Boston. Like, that. that's all that is. That's just. You know what I'm but I'm just hoping that, I, like, as a player in the the shape of that team, I think they're hearing that and like, okay, l- let me show you something. Because it just reminds me of back in the bubble where, you know, uh, Bam was on uh, J.J. Reddick's podcast. And then he said when they got to the bubble, he said they did so well because he said uh, literally Udonis Haslam told him, like, hey, it's strictly business. Don't talk to nobody. But. Any but anybody on this team, that's all you're talking to. I don't care if you're friends with such and such and such and such. We're here to get in and get out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just kind of the I mean, that's just the mentality of this team. So they're just like, oh, everybody wanna keeps writing us off because they have been pretty much every series. I mean, because even with them beating Philly, like we all knew that they were gonna beat Atlanta, but them beating Philly. I'm pretty sure everybody was just like, oh, well, you know, if, you know, Embiid was healthy all series, they probably would have won. And then now they're playing Boston and they is like, you know, they're not better than Boston. So I'm just like, come on, let it, let that rile you up a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. So Coach he, Jimmy Butler almost got a, a triple double in the first half. I know. That's <laughs> crazy. Like, it, I mean, he has a lot of pride. Like, and he's hearing everything. That exactly. people are saying, and he's taking it personally, obviously, because uh, yeah, he he's had it. This is his best game, you know, in the last three games. This is his best game here. 
And I, I love him, but I'm just picturing like, what if he did agree and went to the Clippers or the Heat when Kawhi and LeBron was trying to recruit him? Man, that'd have been crazy. That'd have been crazy. Uh, Coach Natty T, my question to you is so looking at um we know the Warriors are going to be in the in the final. So looking at if let's just say the Heat win, what is kind of like your thoughts on that? Uh, or if Boston wins, what are your, is your thought on the NBA finals if Boston wins? Yeah, I mean, I, I and I'm sorry, Coach Murph, because I like Miami, but if they can somehow, you know, win the next two games and play Golden State, I got Golden State in like five. I really do. In five? Mm. Partially, not because Miami isn't good enough. I think they're not healthy enough right now. So I don't – so to your point as far as the matchups, I don't think you're going to get that best version of Miami. Because they're – I mean, they are – and, I, you know, I, I got to give them some credit because, I mean, you know, their, their culture and all that, we hear that all the time, but – I mean, they are limping to the finals right now if they're able to get to the finals. And looking at the matchups, the thing about the Warriors that is tough, and I agree with you that like the media kind of overhypes them because they're kind of like the, the likable bunch or, or, you know, Steph Curry's the baby face assassin, as they like to call it, but I think one of the things about the Warriors that is so tough about them is how you have to defend them. They're not a one-on-one team. You literally have to chase these dudes the entire game. Yeah. And somebody like Jimmy Butler, who is obviously is your best player, as great as he is, that's that's too much energy he's going to have to expend. He's already on a bad knee. And then Miami, their offense throughout the game, they have these spells where they just do not score. Mm-hmm. And against Golden State, if you look at who um, they've been, you know, since what, 20, what, 2015? Oh, so they, and I think what, they've only lost one playoff series yeah. since that time? Yeah. And that was to, LeBron and Kyrie. And it took a LeBron and Kyrie each having like 40 points. And then LeBron having another 40 point game and Kyrie having 30. And then LeBron having a triple double and Kyrie having another 30 point game and hitting the shot on Steph in game seven in his house. Even if miraculously uh, Jimmy Butler can pull that off like he did in the finals in 2020 who 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 else is going to give you offensive consistent production on a nightly basis in the finals kyle lowry (laughs) i'm back i'm back y'all thought i left and as much as i like i heard y'all want me to take out the garbage (laughs) well i mean you look at this playoff run their biggest success did, did you think that as the series went on with the Grizzlies, did you see that the Grizzlies could be uh, could be Golden State? They could, but the reason why they didn't is because they're young and stupid. Exactly, but 
the difference between the Grizzlies and uh, you know Memphis or, or the Grizzlies and Dallas and uh, oh yeah the Nuggets is that those two are finesse teams. They struggle against physicality. That's literally all that Miami and Boston is. So you put pressure on them and you beat them up a little bit. You're you're going to have a, a a nice fighting chance because that's when they had their horrible shooting days. It's just like, oh, I have Jaw Jaw all up under me. I got Desmond Bain all up under me. I have Dylan Brooks. I mean, that's what that's what Miami does. I agree with you. I just think the problem with Miami is they're a little older because Memphis is kind of similar to a Miami in terms of like just the, the physicality. But again, Memphis, them, them dudes 21, 22. <laughs> they run it all day and then they're just being dumb. Going to stay yeah, that's why old. I think Boston would match up better because they're a little, and that's why they're given, even though they're not playing as great right now, they're, they just have more bodies and they're younger. But so they're the able with, are, to withstand that a little better. The Warriors are old. Mm, I mean, that core, I mean, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, but I mean, listen, they've surrounded them with some young legs now. But that's what Miami has. You have, you know, an older player in Jimmy Butler and Kyle Lowry, but Tyler Hero is young. Duncan Robinson is young. Bam is young. I mean, like, Bam is like 26. But I wouldn't consider, but the problem with, I like Bam, but I think the problem with Hero and Duncan, that's your finesse players. That are not your rough riders. To consider your point, the, those kind of more physical players is what's going to give Golden, Tra- Golden State trouble. And that, to your point, offensively, they're going to have to play Hero and Duncan Robinson more, and that leans more advantage Golden State to me. Because they, they, those two, they they're stay. not going to help you on defense. Against Golden State. Eden six. That's I just think the matchups don't work out. Y'all I, keep glancing over the main problem. Stop. Don't mention Kyle Lara. <laughs> well, you did it for me. There you, you can't go. Put Thank him, you. Who are you gonna put him on though? You can't put him on Steph. The, I mean, they switch everything. So I mean it's just going to be one of those things. Kyle Lowry doesn't have to chase him around. This he could be have a, to play a, either. this could be a series where Victor Oladipo, <laughs> where Victor Oladipo gets more PT, and he can if you need somebody to to travel with Steph, you got Victor Oladipo. He can. I mean, and he's younger. I mean, I mean Duncan I, Robinson. You put him like he, he doesn't stick great defense, but you put him on Clay because it's not like Clay does a whole lot of moving. So it's just like, okay, just follow him around so we can have you on the floor. But, of course, you don't play him the amount of minutes that Clay does mm-hmm. but uh, because they'll just attack him on, on offense. But you still got, but you still got guys like, like Jordan Poole. You still got Wiggins. You still got um... – Wiggins? Listen. <laughs> He's going to get PTSD when he see Jimmy Butler walk up on that court. Oh, my God. Well – I hear you. I'm just saying, as much as we don't like the Warriors, they've made JaVale McGee a contributing citizen to NBA society. Yes. Yes. They've made Swaggy P a contributing member of NBA society. 
I'm just and saying they made mean, Andrew Wiggins a starter, an all-star starter, and is actually playing well. And we all Otto know that Porter, was BS. who I also yeah. thought was trash. We know that all-star well. selection was BS. And two, Jimmy Butler is going to scare the hell out of him when he steps on that court. That's what I'm gonna say. He's going to just flash back to Memphis, and he's just gonna be like, "Oh my god!" And he's going to shrink back to what he was. Well, I guess not shrink back because it's not like he was bad, but I don't know, man. Real quick, Swaggy P, because <laughs> Gilbert Arenas is probably one of the smartest basketball minds. I'm starting to realize this the more I listen to him. Like one of a genius, Swaggy P, from Gilbert Arenas' mouth is a top ten talent when he was in the NBA. His veteran just happened to be Gil. That was the problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then you put him on Golden State, he's coming off the bench raining threes, like focus, getting Mm -hmm. steals, playing defense, making smart basketball plays. Swaggy P is a bucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, That's credit to Golden State. That's correct to go. I mean, then you still got your, you know, your Jonathan Kamingas that they could throw in. So, so it's like, they have, it, to me, it's just too I much. It's too many bodies, man. It's too many bodies. So Listen, I need it. I mean, honestly, it's going to, Max Strews going to have to show up because yeah. I don't know what he, he's shooting. Listen, Listen it's Golden State has a lot of bodies, but you're not telling me nothing that that Boston doesn't have. Well, no, Boston's think, a different. No, Boston. I was talking in terms of Miami. Now, Boston's a different story. No, but that, but that's what I'm saying is just like we're you're telling me that Golden State has so many bodies that they can you know put out on the court, but Boston does too, and that's what Miami is up against right now. So that's why I'm just like, but if, do y'all think do y'all think Golden State will beat Boston? I think they can. It would be a tougher series, I think, but they so, they can do it. So this is for if they play Boston, if it's Golden State Boston, to me, that's the Jason Tatum series. Mm-hmm. Not that he has to do it all himself, but I think the problem with Boston is the inconsistency. And more specifically, Tatum. It's the Jekyll and Hyde. Mm-hmm. Because they'll have that that game, what was it? The the game two, where they're just shooting 50% from three, and then the next game, eh, I don't know. If Jason Tatum can be a consistent superstar in the finals, if they end up playing Golden State, I think Boston wins the series. He's the key. Because, and this is what kind of what my fear is, just as a un, you know non-rooting interest fan, and what we talked about, what kind of led transition us into that analysis is, these wild swings. Cause I don't know who's gonna have home court, but you know, I can totally see because I think I think Boston's the higher seed, I think. But if not, I mean, you know, whatever. But I can totally see game one in Boston. I can totally see Golden State going in there, game one, winning by 15. Then game two, I can totally see Jason Tatum having 40, and then they win by 15 or 20 points. Then it goes back to Golden State. Game three, oh, Steph went off. Game four, oh, Tatum and Jalen Brown went off. <laughs> yep. I can totally see that. And Boston and I, would have home court. They were the number two seed. Golden State was number three seed. Number three, that's what I thought. Okay. So my biggest problem with Boston is 
again, is Jason Tatum, because I think the the Jekyll and Hyde that they've shown throughout this playoffs, that's what will catch up to them in the finals against the Warriors. Mm-hmm. If they can play consistently and play the way they're supposed to, I I think they could win in six or seven. Mm. But because I don't know that about Jason Tatum, and that's why I have him as my honorable mention, top five, not top five, I would have to go go. I would lean Golden State just because of that. Because you really, because you pretty much know what you're going to get from Golden State. Yeah. You know, we can talk about the refs, <laughs> but you know what you're going to get from Golden State. Because they're going to play, they're going to play their system. They're going to shoot relatively well. Even if individuals don't, as a team, they're going to shoot very well. They're going to play good defense. They're going to be very smart. They're careless sometimes with the basketball, but for the most part, when it's clutch, they're going to get the shots that they want, and they're going to force you to make your shots. Yeah. And I- Austin, Marcus Smart want to act like he Michael Jordan one day and then get ripped by – um through holiday through holiday you know what i'm saying like (laughs) (laughs) jason tatum wide open he want to act like he want to take it to the basket like dude so for me that's that's the issue with boston is just i don't i don't know i don't know what i'm going to get from them sometimes yeah so i'm gonna take this opportunity to transition this because we're we're talking about the Warriors, they have they have something to prove, right? They got knocked down off of, of off of their throne. And last two years, they haven't been able to, you know, and now they're back. They're back in the finals. They don't have KD with them now. So I think that sits with them a little bit too. It's like, hey, we want to make sure that we we let, let everybody out there know that we can still win this. We can still win this without. Them. Steph Curry has some stuff on the line too, you know. So for some people's eyes, hey, he has you know, three rings, two MVPs. He's, he's, you know, he's, he's good to go. But I think being the competitor that Steph is, he's like, you know what? There's one last box I have not yet checked yet. And I have an opportunity to do it in this series. So with that, get, that's going to lead us into this. And we saw people talking about it um, earlier today on some of the sports shows. So let's just say, and we did this with Giannis, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. So let's just say Steph and let's just say the Warriors win the title and Steph is the MVP of that series. Does that make him a top 10 all-time player? Where is he on our respective list then? And so Coach Pace, I'm going to have you go first. No. All right. That was really easy. I'm not even going to lie to you. I didn't really have to think about that. Um where would he rank? I mean, he'd be in between, you know. He's at they got him at, I think, on ESPN or whatever it is, a little rankings. They got him at 16. So he'd be in between, like he'd be in between because the the 10 that they got are stamped. Like them 10 not going anywhere. Sorry to tell you. They got Kobe at 10. That's all you need to know, which is insane. That which is insane in itself. I'm not even gonna get into that. I don't even. Want, we're not even gonna go over that. Way. Mm-hmm. Guess who's after Kobe? Shaq. Mm. Did y'all see early Shaq like Orlando Magic Shaq? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not better than him. All right. Now, um, Kate, we get to KD. Now, I don't know why KD's that high anyway. I mean, eh, he's cool. But it would be he would be, you know, in between like 12 and 15, somewhere in there, give or take. You know, you know, but getting above 11, he's going to have to win. To, for me to get ahead of Shaq, he's going to have to win another MVP and another championship with a finals MVP to get ahead of Shaq. And I know that's not happening. So there you go. There it is. There it is. Coach Murph, where, where do you have Steph Curry if he were to get a title and a finals MVP? He's not cracking that top ten. As, even as much as he did for a game, uh, for the game, and you know, from the three point line and the shooting aspect of it all, um, him getting a championship, which would be number four with Ty LeBron, and also getting a Finals MVP, it doesn't do anything for me because it just doesn't sit right for me for you to be considered one of the best. And the four times, granted, if he doesn't win anymore after this, the four times you win the championship, only one time you're acknowledged as the best player on your team for that series. That's just, it's like you look at LeBron and be like, oh, um, you lost six, you know, champion. You lost the final six times. It's like, but I've been 10. But they still hold that against them. So, like, yeah, you won four championships, but you were only acknowledged as the best player one time. So, uh, I don't know. Maybe I mean it, it depends on how how much weight you want to give the the Magic Johnson <laughs> Conference Finals Conference Finals Trophy. But uh, yeah, nah, he's. Uh, like if they, I have to look at it. But if they have him at sixteen and he does that, I mean, I will have to look at it or like you know put a list together on my own. But if he's at sixteen, at most, and in doing that, I'll probably push him to like thirteen. But um, yeah, no, I'm just one for four ain't gonna cut it for me. Okay, Coach Natty T. For my list, no. And I think to, you know, Coach Pace's point, for me, he would never be in my top 10. Not because he's not good enough, but you would have to ask me to remove somebody down. And no. Off the top of my head, the highest he would be on my list, maybe 12 or 13, possibly. That would be the absolute highest he could be. Um. However, um, I will say, I guess, kind of projecting out, you know, on official lists and magazines and all that sort of thing. I do think if he does finish his job or the Warriors finish his job, win the championship, he gets finals MVP. I think he will be elevated in that top 10, though. You know, like the ESPN list that Coach Pacers was referring to, Bleacher Report, those sorts of things. I think Bleacher Report already had him at 10 right now, I think. Mm. So same on Bleacher Report. <laughs> so um, and again, the, the argument that when I read those articles that's constantly made is 
for one, he's the best, you know, small player of all time. Yeah. I mean, okay. I mean, he's six three, so I guess you know whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the success, the accolades, you know, unanimous MVP, back to back MVP, all that sort of thing. The four championships, six Finals MVPs, but the the impact on the game. I think that's that's like the consistent the consistent message that I hear around him, which I do agree with because. You know, that's part of it. When you've had that much of an influence on the game, not just not just NBA basketball, but like basketball at a grassroots level. <laughs> I mean, it has completely changed because of Steph Curry. Yeah. So I have to give him credit for that. And that's why that's really the only reason why he would be even top 12 for me. But, you know, to answer the question, as far as my personal list, no, not top 10. He really shouldn't be top 20, but that's another story. I ain't even about to get into that. <laughs> he really shouldn't even be top 20, but the, the championships and the accolades and the like the culture of Golden State is carrying him along with changing the game. That's carrying him up to like 13, mm. 13, 14, 15. But he really shouldn't be top 20, top 25 if he's really breaking it down. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd have him. I'd have him around 13, 14 uh, on my, my list. I'm not taking anybody out of my my top 10, you know, and we we can have that conversation. But, you know, I the, the conversation I want to have, I am very disappointed in Shannon Sharp, and I'm going to tell you why. Because his favorite player growing up was Larry Joe Bird. And on the show, he said if Steph wins again, wins a championship, gets the finals MVP, he might have to put him over Larry Bird. Well, he's that means he's saying he's like top five all the time. Then that's what Larry Bird's like six. Because if you skip a Larry, like then that means Steph is jumping over all those other guys. Yeah. And I'm like, wait. And so for those of you that aren't familiar, especially our younger viewers out there, I'm just going to. So Larry Bird, 12 time all-star three time NBA champ. So Steph would have one more championship. To time I'll be it, NBA rookie of the year, all rookie, three time all defensive team, all star MVP, two time finals MVP, and three time regular season MVP. And not just three times, three times in a row 84, yeah. 85, 86. Only yeah. NBA player to ever do that. Yes. So Steph would be still be short of finals MVP. And I mean, I, I know people mad that Iguodala got that one and they said Steph should have got it. And he was robbed. So I think that's why they're kind of like, well, Steph really should have got that. But I'm like, well, Larry could have got another accolade too when they gave it to somebody else. So like, you know, go ahead, Coach Pace. Real quick. Nobody on the Warriors should have got it. LeBron should have got that. But that's neither here nor there. We didn't already been over this. Now, nah, listen, no. Iggy got it for stopping LeBron. LeBron still averaged like 35, 12, and 8 in the series. Yeah. But Iggy stopped him. And I like Iggy. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, that's why y'all gave him finals MVP. Because yeah. he got what? He had what? 13 points, 13, 14 points a game in that series. Yeah, I was like, Steph huh? had like 23. He had like 23, 6, and 5, I think. I think Something like that. Yeah. 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 So I'm looking at it like, so you really going to poll vote Steph Curry over Larry Bird when even if he has one more championship than Larry Bird, he's still short a finals MVP and still short a regular season MVP. 
and he's not he's not gonna be the, that's and that's kind of my point he's not gonna be the only one because people because people already have him like you know 11 10 right now a lot of people do a lot of outlets do i mean i disagree with that but they already have them in that top 10-esque part just because of because they keep talking going back to impact with the three-point shot yes yeah which i agree with but i'm just like that that's not enough for me to vault him over guys that are i mean my god have done some things in this league and i think what's what's kind of not say tough to evaluate i should say but the warriors the way they the way they play is such a shared experience if you will Mm-hmm. It's not really because even when KD was there, here's another point with KD. It, he said it like, look, I'm glad that Steph is a leader. So that way I don't have to be and I can just go out and play basketball. End mm-hmm. quote. That's what the man said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So that's such a fine, well oiled machine that is hard to look at anybody individually because. Draymond is king of the triple singles, right? But listen, even if KD is on that team, you take Draymond off, I don't think they win because he's that important to how they play. Mm-hmm. Clay, mm-hmm. if he's injured, even if KD, if you have KD, Steph, and Draymond, they're not winning because of their system is so predicated on them being doing what they do. So I think that's why it's tough to evaluate them. But I don't know. Real quick. Now, does this by no means means I'm taking this man out of the top 10? Oh, Lord. But we know a guy that, is, that was in an ideal situation for all 20 years, 20 plus years, I think, something like that. Tim Duncan, the Spurs are a well-oiled machine. Well, he's in my top 10. I think I have him like seven. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. You know, and we saying Steph is like, you know, the Warriors is like a machine, well-oiled machine. Well, the Spurs were a well-oiled machine as well. Why don't we penalize Tim Duncan like we would penalize Steph? I'm just curious. I'm being devil's advocate. That's a good question. Good question. Timmy, Timmy is in my top ten. He's not going anywhere. He's going to be comfortably there for a long time. But I'm just playing devil's advocate. No. I think that's that's why people have Steph in there. I think that's that's why people have them in there because that's the point that they make. Interesting. I'm yeah, sure it is interesting. But Timmy's not going anywhere because Kawhi got Kawhi got one Finals MVP and Tony Parker got another, and then Duncan got the other other ones. Correct. He mm-hmm. uh, did he get the one in '99 or was it David? No, he did get the one in '99. That mm-hmm. that was um, David Robinson didn't get it. It was him. Yeah, it was him. Yeah. So I don't, man, yeah, this is going to be something. But that's just, we're projecting here. Let's let's see if it wins. But I think we should uh, hold our horses a little bit before we start pole vaulting Steph Curry over all these guys. Over if, Larry Bird. Larry Come Bird. On, stuff. If you want to slide him into your top 10 because that's what you value, then that's fine. But oh, over Larry Legend? Nah, man, I'm highly disappointed at you, Uncle Sharp. I'm, I'm very disappointed in you. Come on, man. You should know better than that. Nah, man. And backwoods tearing him up. <laughs> nah, man. Yeah, that was utter blasphemy. I almost turned the TV off this morning. I was like, nah, man. 
Nah. Nah. Yeah. So, but, you know, we'll see. I, yeah, like I said, I have him in. I can see if, if he does all that. I can see him being 13, 14. I do appreciate what he, I mean, I appreciate one person having so much impact over the game. I'm more of the person that I have a love-hate relationship with the way he revolutionized the game, but I can't penalize him because he's so good at what he does and other people think they are and they're actually not, right? So I can't penalize him for that. Um, He made it very reasonable for anyone to say, you know, I could practice shooting. Mm -hmm. I could get pretty good at that. I don't have to fly through the air and dunk like Jordan or LeBron. It, it makes it makes a little bit more of attainable goal for you to be able to affect the game that way. Uh, and we hadn't quite seen that as much over the last, you know, 20, 30 years. I'd say maybe, you know, like your Isaiah Thomas's, you know, he's a per- person, he's got ridiculous handles. So you out there, you dribble enough, you can get good, you know, like that. And he didn't have to fly through the air to have an impact on the game. But really, you know, since since that point, uh, perhaps Steve Nash, another back-to-back MVP. Uh, but, yeah. So, I mean, you could count them on one hand in the last 30 years of the NBA people. But no one has really captured the spotlight because none, none of those people could shoot like Steph. Nope. So, they, they made it attainable that you could be like them, but Steph is like, yo, like this, this guy's different. Like he's on a different level. Um, and I, I respect him and um, we'll see what happens in the finals. We'll see what happens in the finals, fellas. But uh, right now Miami is giving Boston everything they can handle right now uh, by 12. So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens and we'll be back to cover you know, finals Finals preview next week on the yeah. coaching box. No, Miami's Miami doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Then Boston. Jimmy Butler doing his thing. That's what he's doing. <laughs> here, we, here we go again. What do you mean Boston. here we go again? What you, what you trying to say? Mm-hmm. With what? About how Boston want it, to – it's really Marcus Smart that's playing like trash right now. Again. Because like, <laughs> I'm watching, I'm like, bro, dude. Hey. Like, quit – like, stop with that. You're not that guy. You know, I'm okay with it. Well, I mean, yeah. No, no, actually, no, trust me. Trust me. I, my rooting interest is with Miami because I would, I would love to see Jimmy Butler, you know, get a ring and, and get another crack at the finals. But it, Marcus man. Smart is one out of six from the three point line. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm what, what are you doing? And he's three from 11 for the field. As, as That's the well. problem. Like, is he he sits out one game and then come back in and then he feel like he got all this energy. It's like, bro, calm down. He's the guard version of Anthony Davis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, man, he's like my, my dog, man. Like, if he hasn't been outside in a few days and then when we take him out for a walk, like, my man is just buzzing. That's, yeah, like, that's Marcus Smart. It's like, dude, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, no, but it's good. We'll see if Boston can come back. So by the time this episode drops, we'll we'll see. You know, we may have a finals matchup already, or we may have to go to game seven. So thank you for stepping into the coach's box with us. On behalf of all the coaches here, we'll catch y'all next week. Stay blessed. Stay safe, especially with the long Memorial Day weekend. Peace, y'all.